So Exodus chapter 20, we're going to look at the fifth command of Ten Commandments. And I will do a two-part message here. And I really hope to, again, be a blessing and, and bring out some things that are, that are helpful for everybody, whether you're a parent or not, or, you know, grandparent, whatever you are, this should be helpful for all of us. So Exodus 20, let's read some Bible verses about, about this command. Let's read the command first, and then let's read some Bible verses about the command of, the, it's a command of parental honor. That's what it's about, okay? We must have, we must practice parental honor. That's basically the whole message today and the whole message next Sunday is the command. We need to practice parental honor. So Exodus 20, here's the Ten Commandments. And here's number five. We did the Sabbath last two weeks. Verse verse 12, Exodus 20, verse 12. God says, honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Let's all read that verse together, just that verse 12. Begin, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. So it's pretty plain there. We're going to talk about what it means to honor, but here you see the need to, need to practice that as a, in a parental respect here. Let's go to chapter 21. Look at verse 17, chapter 21, verse 17. Now here we're going to get into Jewish uh, law enforcement, okay? Uh, There's law, and then the Jews have law enforcement. And so chapter 21, verse 17, "He He that curseth his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. And that's not the only verse that says that in the Old Testament. There's a couple other ones that elaborate more on that. Wow. They took that seriously, and we'll talk about that a little bit. Now let's go to, uh, let's see, let's go to 1 Kings, and let's notice just a little moment here with King Solomon honoring his mom, wealthy man, wise man. And 1 Kings chapter, let's see, 1 Kings 2, Solomon just had just been made king, and he expresses an, an act, a token of honor toward his mother. Just little snapshots here. Honor to the mom, honor to the, parent, to the dad. And Solomon's dad had passed away. And um, now Solomon is king. Solomon's dad was David. And so now Solomon's king. His mom wants to come visit him. And he just does something sweet here. Look at verse 19. 1 Kings 2.19. Bathsheba therefore went unto King Solomon to speak unto him for Adonijah. And the king rose up to meet her and bowed himself unto her and sat down and sat down on his throne and caused a seat to be set for the king's mother. And she sat on his right hand. Now, we're not going to get into the whole issue of what she was there for. He actually had to say no to her. But notice the just again, look at verse 19. He, the king rose up to meet his mom. He bowed himself unto her. Nah, whoa. Some of the, all the moms are like, Amen. <laughs> Clean my feet. Give me a pedicure. This is a good thing. This man had a lot of power. He bowed himself into his mom. He's shown respect. He's not worshiper in a, in a deification way. Bowed himself, sat down on the throne. Here, mom, come sit by the most powerful king in the world, probably at the time. Shows some honor to mom. Let's go to Proverbs now. Proverbs. <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 3. Actually, look at Proverbs 1. Proverbs 1, as you go to the middle of the Bible there. 
Proverbs 1, and it begins, the, the, the direction of, this, of the Proverbs by and large is to young men because they're, I'll admit, pretend I'm a young man because I'm stupid, I'm dumb. And I needed, and I had a pastor tell me that, and so I started reading it and it helped me. Uh, Proverbs 1, and it's directed to young men, and one of the first things it says to young men is fear God, otherwise you're really dumb. If you fear God, you'll be wise, verse 7. And then it says, verse 8, Proverbs 1, 8, if you think you're, if you want to be wise, it says, my son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother, because it will decorate your life, it will enhance your life. That's the language in verse 9. For they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head and chains about thy neck, not chains of a slave, but chains of, of beauty and enhancement to give due respect in hearkening to your parents. There's more verses in Proverbs, but let's cruise over to Matthew now. I go to the next slide, by the way. Matthew, it's up there. Now, here's where Jesus mentions it. And Jesus, this is, a, this is a fascinating passage. We could preach it. But Jesus reinforced everything that was said about honoring mom and dad and the law enforcement part to his Jewish friends here, at least. He said this, Matthew, 1, Matthew 15, verse 1, Then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem, saying, Why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. And he answered and said unto them, Why do ye also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and mother, and he that curseth father or mother, let him die the death. But So Jesus is supporting this. But ye say, Whosoever shall say to his father or his mother, It is a gift by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me, and honor not his father or his mother, he shall be free. Thus have you made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. He's talking about the need for them to take care of them. This is actually to adult. This is adult context. For adult men and women and families to take care of their moms and dads as they get older. And there was just some tradition where they actually started siphoning some of the assets of the adult children and just giving them, saying, well, that's dedicated to the temple or that's dedicated to something else, so I don't have to give it to you to help you. I know you need bills paid and you got a broken, you got a broken door and we need to buy a new one. But, you know, and, and you, see I have a, you see I have some, but no, that's, that's, that, that's not for you. It's a gift that you're not going to be profited by. This is dedicated. And so when he, there was some weird tradition they did that just shuffled assets over to where the parents couldn't benefit from their adult children's assets and be helped. And Jesus says, you know, that's a religious tradition. And that religious tradition is actually causing you to disobey God's word. By the way, we all should always think about our religious traditions because sometimes traditions can build up and get so strong that it actually ends up making you disobedient to God's commands. So we always have to re-examine what we're doing, not just on this note. The point here is Jesus reinforces the need for, to take care of mom and dad, and he's actually speaking of it to religious adult people. Take care of mom and dad, honor them. All right, so Jesus reinforced that. And then Adam quoted some of the Colossians, or I believe Colossians and Ephesians, but let's go to the Colossians passage um, on this parental honor here. Ephesians, Paul quotes it again 
in Ephesians 6, and he said that's the first commandment with promise. And then he says it again in Colossians, which I'm asking you to go to. Colossians 3, short statement, Colossians 3. He had spoke to wives, he had spoke to husbands, and now he says to children, Colossians 3.20, says to children, very simple, children, obey your parents in all things because they are smarter than you. No, I didn't say it. Obey your parents in all things for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. That's why you do it. For this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. And so to, to, to back up, we'll go back to the fifth command, we'll go back to Exodus, and let's just talk about this. God's Ten Commandments, and here's the fifth one, parental honor and we can already see right now it's a it's a it's a priority through the whole scripture it it's an old testament thing it's a proverbs thing it's a thing that jesus said and it's a thing for the new testament church it doesn't change it hasn't changed so this is just as legit let's learn how to practice parental honor here's what i want to do i want to kind of give you a quick overview of, of our discussion this is a this is um, such an important subject. Go to the next slide, please. Here's our message for today and tomorrow. We must practice parental honor. That's our message. I'm not going to do all these. We're going to do four today and four next Sunday. And here's what, here's what we're going to notice. These four points to just help us get a hold of this and see the value of us giving honor to parents, whether you're an adult or a child. We're going to see it's predicated on the first commandment. I'll tell you what that means in a little bit. We'll see parental honor is a priority. The way God lays this out, it actually shows priority of relationships. So thirdly, we'll see that he, he's emphasizing it in a personal way because he says, honor thy father and mother. And then number four, we're just going to talk about practice. There'll be several points. This must be a practical thing. There's actually got to be specific things I do that shows I'm honoring mom and dad things that I'm going to do. Um, oh, well, let me go, go to the next point. This is what we'll do. We'll, we'll show that it's practical. And then later on, we'll get onto these other ones. One of them is per, it's, this should be parental honor should be something that we promote and not undermine. Sometimes the idea of honoring your parents is undermined. Sometimes it's undermined in schools and by teachers, by friends. And it's undermined, and, and it's in, you know, especially with the liberal mindset in some of these schools nowadays, or personally by others. Perpetual, we'll back up a little bit. We're going to talk about the predicaments. What do you do if your parent was abusive to you? What do you do if your parent makes fun of you because you go to church? What do you do if you disagree with your parent? There's legitimate predicaments to how, how does this how do I make this is still something of God? How do I fit this in my life still if I have some awkwardness in a parent? So we'll talk about that. That'll be next Sunday, the predicaments of honoring your parents. And then the Bible talks about this. This, is, this whole command, if you're paying attention, comes with a promised blessing. God promises a blessing. The Bible says that this command is the first command with promise. That means you do this, I promise you this is, you're going to get a blessing out of this. He didn't say that necessarily about the first four, but he said it about this one. So let's talk about parental honor. First, let's do this. I, I'm trying to get us to think, what in the world, okay, first of all, what is the word, in the world does the word honor mean? What does it mean? There's a Hebrew word for it, and there's a Greek word, and, and, I, and what I want to do so I'm going to give you a picture of what it means by looking at where it's used else in Scripture. 
We're just going to look at two verses right now to show you what does it mean to honor somebody? Does it mean I put a tattoo of them on my, of my mom's face on my shoulder? Is that what it means? You know? Well, let's look in Proverbs 3.9, and here's the word is, gets defined in the text. Even, I, I'm, not, I'm not against diving into Hebrew. I like diving into Hebrew and Greek words. I'm kind of a nerdy a little bit like that. But if you can't do that, sometimes the, you keep looking in the Bible, and it starts to define itself if you, if you pay attention. So Hebrew, pardon me, Proverbs 3. Proverbs is in the middle of the Bible. Proverbs 3.9. And so it starts out with the word honor. It's the same Hebrew word. And so what does it mean, honor the Lord or honor? Notice the wording here. It says, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. The statement there, the idea of honor, it means just put it on the Lord, these good things. It means to attribute value to the Lord of all your assets you've got. Honor the Lord with thy substance. And it's talking about taking a first fruits offering. Some things it's talking about giving the tithe. Whatever the case is, I have substance, the verse is saying. You've worked and you've got these crops and you've got these assets and you take some of these valuables and you honor the Lord with your substance. Thank you, Lord. That's a picture of the word honor is you give something valuable to somebody else. You attribute value and worth to them. They're worth something to you. That's what it means. You see a picture of that in the Hebrew. Look in, now go to look in Acts chapter 28. Paul gives us a picture of this. Acts 28. What does honor mean? We see it. It means to attribute weight, value, importance. It means to prize something. And here's a picture of it in Acts 28. Paul had been actually stranded um, kind of on this island of some, they called it barbarous people. They were kind barbarous people. And there was um, some things that had happened. Paul, God used Paul to help heal uh, a few people. And as Paul and his team were leaving, or some other prisoners actually, as Paul was leaving, it says in Acts 28, verse... um, Acts 28, let's look at verse 9 and 10. Again, Again, we're trying to capture a picture of what it means to honor. So they're about to leave, Acts 28, 9. So when this was done... Others also, which had diseases in the island, came and were healed. God somehow used Paul to help heal some people on the island. Now they're going to be leaving. Verse 10, who also honored us with many honors. And when we departed, they laded us with such things as were necessary. So what's happening is he's going to, they got another ship that comes by and picks them up because they were on this island. And, um, And so as they're leaving, getting on the ship, The people are so, the natives, okay, the barbarous natives, so thankful because he was there and their chief was healed. He had a terrible issue and some other people were healed. They're so, they said, here, thank you, here, thank you. And they were happy and they just showed value and worth to Paul and these others. And they gave them things. I don't know what they gave them. Maybe Paul needed a little bit of clothes or something. I don't know. But they honored them. They bestowed uh, things of value upon them. That's what the word means. So, Let's ask ourselves, do I honor my parent, my mom, just at some level? Do I honor my dad? Do I, you should even honor grandparents. Is there some way I can honor grandparents? Now, let's ask this. I'm a parent. I see this command is important to God. Do I promote this thing being obeyed in my life? 
Do I promote honor of my child to the, his other parent? Do I promote honor of another kid in my neighborhood to honor his parent by obeying him? Do I, do I add and promote this, perpetuate the obedience of this? This is a big deal to God. All right, so let's look at these three points, or these four points. These four points, and then we'll be done. All right, number one, notice, go back to Exodus. I want to have this uh, be something that's, that we get a hold of because it affects us, affects a happy family life or not, and it affects the, the, a happy church or not, and it certainly affects a helpful, happy nation or not. Okay, so Exodus 20. Everything is predicated, everything is based on these first few words of the chapter. I'm the Lord thy God. Verse 2, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. I'm your God. I saved you. You were a slave. I saved you. This is a loving statement. This is a statement of ownership. This is a statement of care. And now he says, thou shalt have no other gods before me. This verse 3, I read one guy, he says, I don't know how any other 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9th, 10th command, he goes, I don't know how you could break any of those other commands without first breaking that first one. And I thought that's what, it, what it's saying is, God says, I'm your, I'm your Savior, I'm your God. Don't have any other gods. I'm the one in charge. I'm the one you're your Lord. I'm the one you yield to, and I care about you. Now, Everything else that the commandments say are based on, well, he's in charge. God's in charge. God told me to do this. Resting one day a week. Don't kill. Don't steal. Don't commit adultery. Don't covet. Honor mom and dad. Well, well, God, you told me to do this. You're my God. This is all predicated on the first command. If somebody's struggling with honoring their parents, go back to the fact that, wait, God's my Savior. I'm not to have any other God. I'm not to be the God in this situation. He's my God. Everything's predicated on the first command. God is saying, and think about in multiple kind of some bunch of thoughts here. Think about this. It's showing that God has the authority, so whatever He says, I'm going to do. All right, so I'll be so honored to mom and dad, show them their importance. But at the same time, it shows that he's God, and they're not. Some people, they, some people, there's even some cultures that God, yeah, put God aside, but we honor family. Family's important. And it can be too, so much to an extreme to where it's like they're in the place of God. But No. Thus, the way to keep everything in balance, the way to keep everything in balance in life is, God, you're the authority, and you're also God, and nobody else is that I deal with. So as a person deals with mom and dad, they honor them, but they honor them in light of the fact that it's because God told you to, and you honor them to the extent that they're just a human being and they're not God. Um, they're neither deified, that means bowed to in the sense of being a God, nor disregarded. The first commandment, think, think about this. The first commandment, even, all, even this thing aside, obeying God in the first commandment, saying, God, you're God, you're in charge of my life, 
keeps everything you ever will ever do in balance. That's what I believe. Yes, Lord fixes a lot of things. When I realize God is God and I'm not, He's the Lord and nobody else is, that keeps everything else I may do and I do in balance. So it's predicated on the first command. So are the other things that we'll get to. So as thou shalt not kill, so as thou shalt not steal, all that stuff. But especially this one. So number two, this is to be a priority relationship. So it's predicated, but it's also he shows priority in this. Look at this. Okay, so watch me. I'm going to illustrate in groups what's happening in the Ten Commandments, okay? The first four commandments are about you and what? You and God, your relationship with God. Those are the first four. They're about, no, don't have any other gods before me. Don't make a graven image. Don't take my name in vain. And trust me with one day a week. All right, that's about you and God. And the next commandment is about you and the parent. And then the sixth commandment is obviously about you and your brother or sister. Because it says, thou shalt not kill, right? So, all right, just trying to get you to pay attention. You and God, you and your parent, and you and everybody else. Don't kill, don't steal. And even the last half of chapter 10 is about you and stuff. Or chapter 10, verse, uh, the 10th command where it says, don't covet this person, don't covet that person, don't covet a bunch of their stuff. So it's God, parents, other people, stuff. God has a priority. Isn't that amazing? He says he has all these commands Let's just pretend we're the Jews. We're first receiving this. All right, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Oh, now he's talking to our, about our parents. He doesn't say when he gets to the fifth command, thou shalt honor the priest or the president. He could have said those things. And in some ways it's said in other parts of the Bible, but it didn't make the Big Ten. God, parents, they made the Big Ten, not the priest, not the president. So this is, they call this the law of first relations. A child, what's their, first, what's their first interaction with authority? Mommy, daddy. No. You know, they learn that in the word quick, you know. Their first interaction with authority is a parent. And so God puts that in there. We need to get this addressed. God, parents, other stuff. Law of first relations. It's mentioned with priority throughout the whole scripture. Look at, again, this is kind of scary. You're like, whoa, pastor, you're getting a little controversial. What are you saying here about chapter 21, verse 17? Again, let's look at chapter 21, verse 17. He that curseth his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. Now, I'm not trying to advocate public policy here. I don't really know what to do sometimes with some things like that. But I know if I was in that nation, I could see how it definitely would benefit them. Did you know there's, I'm paraphrasing, I think it's in Deuteronomy, there's a verse that basically says something like this. You know, if mom or dad have a kid and he's, re- he's rebellious and he's stubborn and he will not be corrected. In other words, you've tried, you've tried, you've tried, reformed in this, this, this institution and that, in that boy's home and this guy, and you tried and he will not do it. This is what the Jews are. You take him out to the city, to those elders of that city, and you say, this kid right here is stubborn, rebellious. He's a glutton. He just wants to play games all day. He cries about doing his chores. He hides Twinkies in his, in his, in his uh, underwear uh, drawer, and he's a, he just, he's a bum, and he won't be corrected. I mean, that, I didn't say all that, but it's the gist. He's a glutton. He's lazy. And they say, and the Bible says you get all the people of the city. This kid's a bum. This kid's not correctable. Everybody stoned him. They executed him. 
man, I know that is rough. But you know what? I started thinking, how many times would that have to be done in a village? Once, maybe? Every 50 years? Or 500? They'd be like, yeah, we heard about Murtis. Don't let that happen to you. Anyways, there was no Murtis, Hebrew in Hebrew. But anyways, I'm trying to show something here. It's, they, they took it seriously. Now, here's what I'm trying to say. They took it seriously. This was a priority to have parent-child parent, honor um, dynamic there. It was a priority be, before the priest stuff, before dealing with presidents. Why? Because they needed to learn the dealing with authority right with the parent first. If they're messing and they're pushing and they're kicking the parent, they're going to kick other people. Here's what one man said. Uh, he was a Canadian preacher from years ago, L.E. Maxwell. He says, the child who does not obey father or mother will neither obey social, civil, moral, nor divine authority. It's saying, nail it down here, or you'll have many problems out there. And that's I always use the proving ground illustration where my dad used to work. They hammered out all these car, supposed to, hammer out all these car problems on like four square acres of whatever in the desert it used to be. They had to nail it down there, otherwise they would have problems out in the public with these cars. And that's a picture of the home. All right, priority relationship. So, okay, honor thy father and thy mother. It's premised on the fact that God is God, not them. God's telling you to do this. He's the authority. And it also shows that they are a priority relationship in your life. Thirdly, it's personal. We need to take it personally. He says, verse 12, again, this is not real deep here. Honor thy father and thy mother. Again, I'll emphasize, you've heard me say this several times as we've gone through the Ten Commandments. But thy is a specific translation of the Hebrew, which means singular person, you. It's not you like a crowd. It's you, you, your mama, your daddy, your mama, your daddy. That's what it means. Sometimes I've seen kids show more honor to their friends' parents. Uh, uh, thanks for having me over today. Can I do any dishes for you? Thanks for, yeah, oh, okay, okay, I'll do, I'll do dishes. Caleb, come here, I'll help you. Do, you know, <laughs> anyways, you know, doing dishes or whatever, and then you go home, your mom's like, hey, Fred, can you do the dishes? Oh, 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 do the dishes? Whoa, wait a second, that's not your mama. This is your mama. Honor thy mom. Sorry, Esteban. He's going to get me for afterwards with church on this one. All right. Honor thy father and mother. All right. Personal. Now let's just do the practical thing. This will be our last point. To be practical. So this is meant to be a predicated priority, personal, and practical. So let's think of some practical things. All right. Let me look at my notes. All right. Here we go. Get several practical things. Five points that are practical ways to show Importance to mom and dad without showing you worship them. To give, do, uh, to show that you prize them. Practical things. Number one, listen. You know, it shows that you respect somebody when you listen to them. Listen up. My dad would always say, listen, look me in the eye, boy. He'd always say that when I was younger. Listen, the, what does it say in Proverbs? Proverbs 23, 22. Hearken unto thy father that begat thee. And despise not thy mother when she's old. 
I know how that sometimes the moms, they can get old and they just, they go on and they keep talking and talking and talking. Mom, you're not like this. She thinks she is. She's like, just tell me when I talk too much. I'm like, you're doing this good. Okay, so far, mom. You know, but sometimes they'll keep talking like, okay, mom, you know, and you just kind of still listen. Like, all right, all right. The Bible says, honor thy, uh, hearken unto thy father that begat thee, despise not thy mother when she's old. So it's talking about listening to your parent. All right, it means listen without going, ugh. Ugh. See, I'm too good at that. I, I see it done all the time. That's not honor. Listen without rolling. My, my, brother, my brother Cliff would sometimes do this to me. He did it to my parents, and he'd say something like this. Mom or dad would be going on telling him something. He'd look, he'd just be like, and he'd listen like this and listen, and then when he was done, they'd be like, your breath stinks. <laughs> or you got a booger in your nose or something. He would look and listen. He'd be like, man, he's listening really good, but he was probably staring at something. And you're like, okay, okay, okay. Let's listen but not be distracted here and check our noses before we talk to them. I don't know. Anyways, to be practical. So listening gives honor um, more than sometimes, sometimes, you know, the, the coach, the coach tells you something, the kid something. Yes. Okay, coach. Okay. What'd you say? Okay. And then your parent tells you something like, whatever, whatever. No, no. They need as least as much hearkening as the coach because they're your life coach. All right, this is one thing. This, in this day and age, okay, here we go. All right, in this day and age, guys, girls, when your mom and dad comes to talk to you and they mean, like, they're saying something more than just a brief comment, they go to talk to you, put your phone down and look at them. That's good listening. Put the phone down, look at them. And it builds courage. You to look them in the eye, be strong. There's a whole generation of people that are afraid to look people in the eye. Don't be like them. I'm serious, though. So listen, that shows honor. That's a practical way to show honor. And as we get to be adults, the same thing. Listen to your mom and dad. Just give them time. Uh, number two, remember special days. Remember special days for your parents. Even if it's just, I remember, hey, I, you say something. Hey, you know what? Happy birthday, mom. Even if you weren't able to send her anything. That is more valuable, saying that. Happy birthday, Mom. How you doing? Love you. Dad, just remembering things helps. A brief phone call does not take much time. Uh, number three, help them. That's ways of showing honor. Help. Help them. Don't show them how big and muscular you are. They don't care. They just want to know if you can pick up that garbage and take it out. <laughs> help them. All right? Help them out. Bring in the groceries. Help them out with techie stuff because we don't know what we're doing. And we might have somebody hack into our stuff. So you need to help us out with this techie stuff, okay? Uh, that's number three. Number four, communicate. It's kind of what we said. Communicate, call, text. My kids did. I don't, babe, what's that thing, those two books, they, they gave you one and then they gave me, what's it called on the front? Like, this is why I love you or something? What was the name of it? It's a really cool, I should bring it. I'm not going to read everything to it. But I, I told this to you like a month ago or a couple months ago. Um... My four oldest, Johanna, Michael, Gideon, Susie. Gideon had actually had the idea. And he had this, he, he was in Arkansas and he was in a bookstore. So he had this book and it says, this is why I love you. And it's just a small little book. 
that you fill in and it's, it has maybe 30 entries at the most, maybe. Maybe more like 20. And, um, and what it is, it's a little book that you write. It has like these prompts every couple pages. Like, I remember that it was important to me the time you did, and it fills in the blank. Or you may not realize it, but this, this meant a lot to me. Or I see my strengths... Uh, my, certain ones of my strengths remind me of you when I see, or something like that. It's just things that are just giving a little bit of a helpful comments to the parents, and we never expected this. They gave my wife, so Gideon bought this. He bought one for my wife. He ended up buying one for me, and I didn't think he was going to do it. I honestly didn't, not because I think less of them, but I thought the mom, Deb, definitely could use this. So he bought this, and he sent it to Susie. He filled out his entry. He sent it to Susie in San Diego. I think she did her entry. They sent it here, and Michael and Johanna, each they did their entries. And then they gave it to on Mother's Day. And it was just sweet. You read through these little entries of just comments, of appreciation comments uh, from their kids, from our kids to her. And I was so encouraged. And then they gave this dude one on Father's Day. And it was such a blessing. And I took time to read it when I was up at... Uh, uh, camp with the juniors, and um, but what I'm saying is they those are my four adult kids. Without us saying anything, without us whining and crying about it, they just did that of their own accord, and they they it just they did they honored the Lord by doing that in a way, and so that was a practical way of showing honor, communicating. Two more things, and we'll wind this down. Here's another way of showing honor. He thought I was going to forget this. Obey! Obey. That shows honor. you got to obey when you're a youth. You obey in honor when you're a youth. You don't have to obey once you're an adult under your own authority or establish your own authority. You still honor, though. Obey instructions, Ephesians 6, 1. Children, that means youth, underage. Obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Obey your parents in all things. Because it's pleasing to the Lord, Colossians 3 says. I remember one time, obey instructions is what I'm saying. This is one thing. It's like, okay, how many, okay, wait, let's kids, let's do, let's be kids. How many of us, our mom wanted the dishes washed and dried a certain way? It's like, it's different, certain way than what you would do it. Anybody like that? No way's afraid. Okay, you would do it differently. Or they want certain things in the kitchen a different way than what you would have it. Anybody like that? Okay. Or folded the towels a different way than what you would have it, right? Yeah, I'm like, that. I hate the way the mom wants to fold the towels. But just, all right, just do it that way. And when you're on your own, you can have fun folding your own towels in your expense of your apartment yourself. Okay? Um, anyway, so, you know, that's what we're learning. It's like, that's what kids need to learn. If mom wants it done this way, let's do it that way. If dad wants it done that way, then let's do it. Just follow instructions. Just obey. Just do it that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long upon the earth. We'll get to that promise part. So anyways, this is just follow instructions. Obey. Obey. Sometimes you exert more time arguing and all that. Then just do what they said. You'd already be done by now. You've argued five minutes with me. You would have been done, and you would have been already riding down the street to your friend's house that you wanted to do. Just obey and move on. I remember one time, Chance might would remember this. This, is, this happened with my dad. With us, I was out of the house. I was already married, had some kids. And uh, my, remember my brother's telling me something that happened with my dad. And um, 
It goes along the lines of this. Dad had sometimes, occasionally, some rough weeks, emotionally and sometimes mentally. And, um, and so when he had these rough times, it was rough for everybody else, like mom and the brothers. Cliff and Chance were still, my two brothers were still in the house at the time. They may have been late teenagers, which would have been kind of like a, a little bit of another dynamic and pressure for mom and dad. So there was, there was just already this, there were, two, there were still raising two teenagers. That's hard enough. My brother Cliff drives. That's stressful to think about that the way sometimes he is. He's a great driver now, but um, uh, I think. Um, and so there was just kind of this overall pressure. Plus, Dad had this week where he's just in this weird fog, emotional, weird thing. And so I remember the boy, my brother's communicating to me. Basically, what happened was, like, just Dad's grumpy. Just Dad's off right now. Just Dad, he's just, we don't know what's going on with him. And so meanwhile, Cliff had this, we had this white truck. It was a white Chevy truck. And so uh, I don't remember what year it was, but Cliff drove it. I don't think he owned it because Dad originally owned it. And Cliff had it up on the driveway, and the radiator was leaking. And so it was leaking pretty bad, and it came evening time. There had already been just kind of some tension there. And so it came evening time. Cliff's in the garage trying to work, or at the edge of the garage, working on this leaky radiator. It's a little bit messy. And um, he needed to get a new one, but he couldn't get one right now. And I don't know what Chance was doing, but you can tell, you can tell us later. And so um, Dad comes out, or I think Cliff went and asked Dad something. Hey, Dad, such and such about the radiator. What? And Dad comes out. He comes out and he opens the hood, and everybody already knew Dad's a little off right now. He opens the hood. Dad's looking at it, and everybody's just like, and he's kind of around, around, around. Opens the radiator, and he looks over at Cliff. He goes, go get me some pepper. Yeah. Like from the salt shaker, but pepper. And Cliff's like, oh, no, he's lost it. <laughs> Was it Cliff? That, isn't it Cliff that asked him? Oh, no. And they were like, what is going on with Dad? Get him some pepper. Give me some pepper. So Cliff went and got pepper. And I'll tell you what this means here. He went and got pepper. He put pepper in the radiator. Well, it was warm and capped it off and did something else. And basically what he ended up saying to them, they're like, what's going on with Dad? This is it. He's lost it. And so he ended up telling Cliff, like, I don't know what he said, but basically what it was to this effect. There's like an old school fix a temporary short-term fix on these older radiators. If you have a little leak and you just need to get by for maybe a few hours, you put pepper in it because it starts to leak. All the pepper collects to that opening and it clogs it temporarily just for a little while. And he got by probably, I don't know how long, 24 hours. Hopefully Cliff didn't try to do too much with that. But it, it was a temporary fix. We thought this guy's out of his mind. But my brother said, all right, we'll just do what he said. They just followed his instructions, and it worked out okay. So that's what I'm saying. So you never know, my boys, what I might tell you. <laughs> ways to find, ways to honor, ways, practical ways. So here we go. Listen, remember, help, communicate, obey. Last thing, ask advice and counsel. You know, it's, it's encouraging to a parent when somebody has your child, when your child, even a underage or adult, just comes and asks you questions. 
even if they're types, different types of questions. It, it's, it's, a, it's blessing to a parent to have their child ask them questions about life and what, how to make certain decisions. That's a blessing. And you're showing honor to that parent, like, hey, you're valuable enough for me to just get some uh, feedback from. Now, especially as adult kids, you go ask your parents, some, you don't have to do it. You can ask some advice and just be like, mm, that's interesting, I'll just set that one aside. I don't know about that one. That one I'll do later. But it blesses them, and it shows that they're worth something to you. They're, you know, everybody knows something you don't know, especially somebody who's got some ears on you. Asking counsel, asking advice, asking opinion, interviewing them. I, I, sh- I should have interviewed my dad before he passed away. I kind of have things in my own heart and memory. But I interviewed my mother's dad, Cliff Morgan, a couple times at a Cracker Barrel. And I think he enjoyed it, and I recorded it. And there's some precious memories that I drew out from him and how they were saved, and it affected the whole trajectory of our family. And I think that was a blessing to him. Honor, honor. Jesus, of course, is the best person, not just that we say to honor, but Jesus did this perfectly. He had a mother... He honored her. He didn't let her boss him around as he got older, but he honored her. When he was up on the cross, he made sure she was taken care of. John, go take care of her. He, through his whole life, he was very conscious of his father. I'm doing his work. The Jews would come to him. He says, I'm, I, do, I honor my father, but you dishonor me, but I'm still going to honor my father. Jesus perfectly honored his parents, specifically his father. He honored his father all the way to the point of carrying out that mission of dying on a cross and making a payment for us who are very dishonorable to him and to our parents and to everything else in authority oftentimes. He did that. He fulfilled honor so that he could take care of our sins of dishonor. And that's how we get saved. We trust him as our Savior, his death, burial, and resurrection. Do we honor or do we ignore Parents, do we teach it? Do we help perpetuate it? We'll look at that a little more next week. Let's pray together.